Twilight Sparkle, and this is my home, Equestria. A land filled with magic, music, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa. and most importantly, friendship. Life is perfect. <laughs> I mean, what could possibly go wrong? This movie missed out on such a rich moment for our Seven Seal reference. I know. <laughs> but the thing was, I'm the one who had to point it out. Yes. Oh, on that note, welcome to The Wages of Cinema, everyone. I am Jack. And I'm Andrew. And do you know what movie we just saw? Well, they probably know if they clicked on the link. But Good. Well, let's, let's tell talk them, about let's, it. Let's tell them again. No. Um, we're... We are two men in our 30s, and God damn it, we just saw the My Little Pony movie. Yeah. I, or My uh, Little Pony the movie. Yeah. Sorry. I gotta be correct. I gotta come correct there. Yeah. And, um... I, uh, made, I heard years ago that this was gonna come out. Yeah, you, you heard uh, about this years ago. I told Jack, we're gonna see that movie, we're gonna review it on the podcast, and I followed through on my promise. Yeah, yeah, uh, you did, and uh, and I, I, I went, you I know. I bore a threat, if you want to look at it that way. Yeah, you know? it's like, you, you, you got me in the, uh, the, the the Jedi mind trick moment, where like, you're going to see the My Little Pony movie. I'm going to see the My Little Pony movie. Yep, alright, we um, agree. Yeah, um, also, it was, a, it was a fun time at the movie, because, you know, we, we were seeing this on a weeknight, uh, the late, the latest late. showing of the night. Um, and, uh, it, there was nobody else in the theater. Oh, that was brilliant. I love getting those times where that happens. I've never had that. Really? No. And that's how I wish I could have been when we saw Gem in the Holograms. Right. But yeah. they, about a bunch of uh, like preteen couple... girls had to spoil it. I mean, technically, I mean, technically speaking, we could have been talking to each other. We just would have been assholes. Yeah. Um, that, by the way, being an asshole in a movie theater, not recommended. No, I, if you need reference for that, listen to uh, the podcast about Blade Runner 2049. Um, but we're not here to talk about Blade Runner again. God, that's, that, that's enough talking for the, for now. Um, so, But you know what? I mean, I, 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 mean, I kind of sigh and like, I, I was at times watching this movie with you. I was, I mean, I was overacting a little bit yeah. just for kind of benefit. I mean, you, you've shown me episodes of My Little Pony, and I've, on the whole, found them relatively entertaining as far as knowing that I'm not really the audience for them. But that that's the but crazy thing about My Little Pony. It's weird that, like, this, because My Little Pony is not nothing new. There used to be a My Little Pony in the 80s, and then it went away for a while, and now it's been brought back for... Uh, a number of years. Actually, it kind of never went away. It really? Just, it had its big surge in the '80s, but it always came back in like these little shows that were not that were nothing. Really? And it never got any attention. So, so there's like, I could go to Comic Con and like there'll be this hipster dealer or something who'll be like, "Hey, man, I got My Little Pony from 1997." Yes. <laughs> but the thing is, oh all of it God. was all of it was crap. <laughs> until the until what network rebooted it to it this was on version? it was on a, a tv like it was on a tv channel called the hub okay which was like new on cable yeah and it was like the channel was owned by hasbro right 
So they used it as like their thing for all of their toy television show products. There was a G.I. Joe cartoon, there yes. were all these Transformers cartoons, all this stuff. But one of the but one of the but the show that launched that that channel and made it a success mm-hmm. was My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. Yes. Because it it not only was good, but it got a ton of men Interested in well, My Little Pony. Well, that, and I can't explain it. Well, as a, as one of those men. Well, I mean, <laughs> there's even a term for it too, isn't it? There, the Bronies. Yeah. So, do you consider yourself part of the, the Bronies? Uh, it's not like I walk down the street saying, "Hey, guys, Brony here." <laughs> but... <laughs> you 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 recognize your kinfolk, and you make your you you turn your fists into hooves and. Pound hooves. There's there's a name for that. It's called bro hoof. I, I was joking. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Anything you make up about the My Little Pony fandom, well, you will find it already exists. Well, I've heard. Parody. Well, I've heard of the. Well, I've also heard about the kind of darker, more. Frank, how I say this. Uh, Sexual. sexualized thing where you also have the contingent of bronies called cloppers and i'm not gonna go into that if, if you're curious to learn about more visit youtube and just type in the best explanation that i ever got about that was from um back when spill.com was still around there was one uh podcast where uh Leon uh, or Martin, as, he's, uh, as his name is, he was explaining to Corey what you, uh, you, you 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 exposed his real name. Well, he's been his real name for a number of years now. But um, well, Leon back on spill explained to Corey about Cloppers and BronyCon, and Corey was just like, "What? No, he he was like freaking out. Like he he was about to talk about something else entirely, and then once Martin explained about." these cloppers he's like no no i don't give a fuck cloppers what um this has nothing to do with the movie by the way no 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 we we went off on a tangent no no, we we (laughs) we again we are now we now have a my little pony movie which is actually also the second theatrical my little pony movie actually technically it's the third there was a Wait, what? There was... There, I thought there, well, there, there was, was a, one in the 80s. There was a theatrical release a few years ago where all the ponies were humans, and we watched that movie. But that doesn't count. That was a straight-to-video movie. No, it wasn't. That guy, It got no. a theatrical release. The Equestria Girls movie? Yeah. Wait, wait. I gotta look this up now. Uh, well, yeah, because we watched this on DVD for one of our movie nights, but I... It was, was was this one of those releases that got like one screening? Still counts. I don't oh wow. oh yeah, limited screening. Wow. Okay. So uh, yeah, so I've seen two of the three My Little Pony movies. I mean, and you're a better man because of it. I mean, look, here's the deal. Again, I'm. I think that the makers of the show, and also to an extent the movie or the movies, um, I mean, they know that. Initially, their their audience, they think, okay, we have to appeal to little girls, but maybe we can actually do a little better than what was back in the '80s when that was strictly for little girls. Like if, when I was a and ki- selling toys, yeah. I mean, well, when I was a kid, I wouldn't have gone anywhere near My Little Pony. I mean, for me, the most like the farthest I went with that was I did. 
I will admit on the podcast, and please, you know, that you don't uh, don't judge me too harshly there, wagers. Uh, Just harshly. I, I, I did. A little bit of I judgment. did watch a little bit of Rainbow Bright. Okay. <laughs> That's my deep dark secret. Um, but uh, yeah, the thing was back then. Also, the My Little You're Pony a cartoon. Brother? Oh God! Is that what they're called? No, please don't. Oh, <laughs> I just God. made that up. All right, it's good. Okay. God, there's like a term for everybody. Um, <laughs> no, uh, it just back then the cartoon just didn't seem like the the personalities weren't very distinct. The designs weren't distinct. No. Here, the people who make the show, they actually they 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 seem like they actually care about the animation, like the quality they're putting into it. Like oh, they yeah. they care about. Using colors in distinctive ways, they the people like a lot of times a, a good marker of people who are really caring about what they're doing in animation is if you could tell that there's a lot of personality to the faces and hmm. uh, the character design. And each pony, I will say, you know that they, they are distinct characters, at least for what a cartoon is you know supposed to carry. You could look at all of those all of those ponies in this movie and see that they are distinct personalities yeah i mean i know from i i knew pretty quickly although i just double checked with you when we were watching the movie i was like oh that's twilight sparkle right because i know she was the main one yeah you also have some of the other characters and god yeah i'm, I'm gonna read twilight off the sparkle list. voiced by tara strong tara strong uh veteran voice actress oh really if you've seen a cartoon you've heard her voice oh so she's uh kind of like the uh She's like a Rob Paulson or a Jim Cummings or something yeah. like that. Um, yeah, and then she, Ashley she's Bell. Raven on Teen Titans. Oh, okay. Uh, Timmy Turner on uh, Fairly Odd Parents. Okay. I could probably come up with a dozen different things. Sure. <laughs> um, we also have uh, uh, Applejack. Uh, we have... Um, Rainbow Dash. Yeah. Should I just list their names? I mean, please. Take yeah, please, you can do it. All right. Who are our main crew of So here's ponies? what the movie is about. Six Ponies, Twilight Sparkle, Rainbow Dash, Applejack, Pinkie Pie, Fluttershy, and <laughs> one I'm forgetting. Rarity! There we go. Uh, they're all getting ready for this festival. Or party. Party festival. Yeah. You know, like you do. And then evil villains come and break up the party, and they're trying to capture all the princesses of Equestria for their magic. We just got our cupcakes handed to us by the worst party crusher ever! Oh! <laughs> Fishman just got dropped! Easy as pie. Oh, I love pie. Wow! We need help to save Equestria. <laughs> what is happening? Get her now! I love this baby moment. It's all on me. I'm the one Tempest wants. We're in this together. Let's show these little ponies how it's done. It's, it's the magic of... Yeah, yeah. Friendship and flowers and ponies and blue. To give to the Storm King. Voiced by Leif Schreiber. Which that, I didn't know who that was at first. I thought maybe it was like Paul F. Tompkins or something. But he, uh, he surprised me with his... What what you could do as a voice actor? Sure, so many actors surprise you as as like voice actors. Sure, they 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 have an incredible range with their voice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Liv Schreiber, he, you know, he's sort of a square jawed, you know, uh, five o'clock shadow 
this kind of big beefy looking guy but well not too beefy but you know what i mean sure sure. he looks kind of like you except uh, well that's like there are certain voice actors who will come in just to do random voices of animals like in uh like moana where alan tudyk played the chicken yeah yeah that's weird (laughs) um but but then uh so so the ponies have and then they have to go on a quest to save their home very the most typical plot that you can imagine that's kind of the plot of the original transformers movie actually was it well Uh, well without unicron right you 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 can't they're trying (laughs) transformers are trying to save the earth from unicron they have to go to other planets and they meet all these different robots i feel like there were some weren't there like enemy contingents in that movie or something like different sides and a lot of None of them distinct characters, except that one of them was voiced by Eric Idle. But oh yeah, basically go on a quest, make friends, see this movie, complete needed... the journey, come back, defeat the evil. So is Lee Schreiber like the equivalent Orson Welles? Yes, except uh, <laughs> except much 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 smaller. Yes, um, I mean the, yeah, the, this is a plot again. If you've seen at least like a handful of animated things in your life you you've seen the story um even like i thought of labyrinth to an extent too yeah, to a certain um extent. you know anything that has a quest um you know they're not shy of borrowing things in this movie uh also it is a musical yeah which uh i mean how, how what do you think of the songs in this movie uh one of them kind of stood out uh, yeah the, the ones on the awesome um um, well, well, that was one of oh, the awesome songs. Oh, okay. Uh, but that's uh, that was the only one that kind of, a lot of them stood blended, out for me. Well, a uh, lot the of other them ones were. Together. I can't think of any of the tunes right now. Except no, for that one. there's also like at one point a character who isn't the main villain, but she's kind of like a would-be villain. Um, I don't know if that's fair to say. Yeah, she gets a song, and I leaned over, and it's like, oh, it's be prepared. Yeah. <laughs> Like the way that the enti- the animation that sequence is—it's very... kind of interesting though because the show actually has a number of songs. Oh, d- does it? Okay, so it's not a lot of which. With that? Yeah, a lot of which are pretty distinct. Yeah, I mean, for this one though, it's like they're making a movie; they have to stick a few songs in it, yeah. write them out. But uh, you know, so in kind of in comparison, this is going to hold for the entire movie. Actually, the movie is kind of is adequate, but. It doesn't re, but it's kind of a pale reflection of what the show is. That's and I'm what not I was just thinking, saying that though. because I'm a fan of the no, show. No, no, no. You know, I mean, again, I actually just from my little experience of watching the show and from um, uh, Pat well, Oswalt routines. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, didn't he have like? That, he talked about his daughter getting that into bit. My Little Pony. Yeah, where and then because of his OCD, he was able to like memorize like everything with this, yeah. with the show. Um, you should check that out. It was from a special, uh, from last year, like a spring of last year. Um, yeah, I mean, I had, I mean, there, I had a couple laughs here and there, but for the most part, I think again, it, I, I, you know, I have to stress this again. I don't think I was the audience for this movie. If you have, if you're listening and you have a young daughter that's around four or five or maybe at most seven, maybe, I think that's kind of the cutoff. I think for this, like, they will love this movie. If you're a thirty-year-old man, or if you're a thirty-year-old man who is obsessed with animation, um, 
then maybe you'll like it too. But I What did you think of the animation in this film? I mean, again, it's adequate, as you said. That's a word I would use generally for this movie. It was it was okay. It was it was it did the story that you expect as soon as as soon as the setup unravels, I kind of knew exactly where it was gonna go. And with the exception of one little thing, uh, or, or I, I didn't really expect that the 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 horse girl, uh, the voiced by Emily Blunt. What was her name? Uh, Tempest. Tempest. Thank you. Um, she ends up having a different name at the very end of the film, by the way. But uh, <laughs> we'll get to that later. Um, I didn't expect. I thought that she, I didn't expect her to follow the the characters all across as they went on their quest. They gave her something to do. They did. I, I appreciated that. I guess to an extent, but uh, but as far as animation quality, I think that if you took out the songs or the majority of them, this could basically just be a multi-part, like a, like an arc on the show. Probably, and I and think you that's could probably the, deal with it in a shorter amount of time. Yeah, you could deal with it in a short amount of time. I think that this is a case where um, maybe it's one thing. Maybe they didn't want to go too ambitious, but maybe they should have like. Something that came to mind when I was watching this, and I didn't, I didn't bring this up before. Um, have you ever seen the Powerpuff Girls movie? I haven't. Okay. Because I, 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 I don't know why, but I saw that in the theater when it came out. And uh, and I enjoyed it. I, and I didn't even watch the show at the time. I'm just like, eh, I guess I'll, I'll go see this. Tara Strong, the voice of Twilight Sparkle, is also the voice of Bubbles. Oh, really? Powerpuff Girls. Okay. Razor volume up a little bit here. Um, I'll, I'll 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 probably rattle off a few more before we. It's 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 fine. It's fine. <laughs> I, I like well. I'll, the, like I think one thing that came to mind about that was the. Isn't there like a monkey villain on Powerpuff Girls? Mojo Jojo. Or, yeah, Mojo Jojo. I was reminded of him a little bit with the villain in this movie. But I think I like Mojo Jojo more. His his vocal patterns and his way of speaking uh, also set him apart. Well, also it's because you get but somebody, he's a very, and he's a very humorous villain, though. He's a very humorous villain. The villain that it's that's in this movie that again, Liev Schreiber, his character is again the Storm King. He well, for one thing, his character leaves is not there for a good chunk of the film. He appears early on, then it's mostly following the ponies as they get into their journey and meet all these other characters and then he shows up again at the very end but his he's just really broad he has a personality he does he but this, i wish they expanded perhaps it, on it perhaps more. it's not so much it, he has a persona yeah which is he's kind of this superficial dick who who, who he reminds me of it uh, looks like the president I know. who's kind of associ- um, <laughs> who's kind of associated who's, who's kind of obsessed with his own sort of branding yeah uh, for for some, he's kind of like an executive. Like I said, the president. Uh, but <laughs> and yeah, that he he makes a strong impression. He's but however, he's not in most of the film. No, and he doesn't do much until the end. Yeah, and because of that, I mean, I know it ends up making it that. Um, therefore, I mean, you could say it, it's really Tempest's story. Yeah, uh, which could be interesting, but again, they they make it just too standard. They're they they come up to the point where maybe they could try to do something a little bit more clever or a little or something a little different than what we've seen before. Um, like there's this other character that's a, a cat. Um, he he's like voiced by Tay Diggs. Yes, yes, thank you, Tay Diggs. That's why I was yeah. He... Actually, I forget the cat's name. 
Yeah. Um, let me just see if I can find that name on, on here. Oh, Capper is his name. Okay. I, I don't even remember his name was said in the movie. I don't remember them saying it. Yeah, but um, like he, he a, I can't even remember anyone being like, "Hey, Capper!" Like he he comes off like he he appears to the ponies like because they're in this uh, town like they're in this village that's right out of Aladdin where it's you know very marketplace uh, mm. shady characters and stuff like that. Um, it's like a, it's like Moss Eisley, in a way. Well, I thought more Aladdin. Well. But that's fine. He, he, that's a little tomato, closer, tomato, Moss Eisley, Moss Oslo. The and with his character, at first I thought that he was gonna be more in the movie than he was. I mean, he ends up being in it enough. Yeah, and he's he, probably in the movie more than uh, the Storm King. Is. Yeah, he is. Um, and I get the thing is with him, I just. His character, you know, he he's about to kind of betray the ponies early on, but then the thing of, we're ponies, we're really nice, we're going to give you a little pin, and, you know, we want to thank you for being so nice to us. And the cat's like, "Oh, maybe I shouldn't have betrayed him. Oh, it's too late, I already did. Yeah. And then he spends a lot of the film just kind of not doing much, just kind of being to the side of of the villains, and then then he tries to redeem himself, and it's just really accepted quickly. That's why I said that, it's a strange dichotomy with this film where the appeal is for both real young children, but also adults, I guess. Like how, what do you think the appeal for something like this is for adults? Do you mean like for just the movie or? For I don't know. Like there, is it... there is a, let's talk about, let's confine ourselves to the movie for okay, just okay. a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, what is this film? This is a film marketed primarily to children. Yeah, I don't think that this it has like a full has its family audi- audience in mind. It's not going to impress a lot of adults with its plot. No, uh, fans will go to see it. Mm-hmm. The older ones will go to see it to uh, see what it's all about. Yeah, and they'll probably hear from their friends. Eh, it's okay. It's okay. It's not. But it, it's definitely a film made for kids in mind. Uh, so. It's a lot less complex. Than I mean, I want hope for. I mean, for, I, for. Yeah, I mean, I want. I like to think that even though I'm a man who loves a show about ponies, you could still be critical. Of I the like, thing you like a little bit of sophistication in my in my entertainment. Well, maybe it's also the thing of, uh, it's just maybe they. I don't know. Maybe, they could have just worked on having a story that. Um, here, here's a criticism actually I would have of the film. I until there are, there are long stretches where. Um, well, it's there comes a point where eventually the ponies do do more stuff, but there there's a point in the film where I almost like it's not that the ponies weren't doing anything, but they were just kind of there in the cogs of the plot, if that yeah. makes sense. That's a whereas, problem that yeah, I where, noticed as well. Yeah, whereas in the show, you know, the, and also in Equestria Girls, those characters are the main draw. Yeah, and here it's more about here is this guest star. Here are these. Uh, bird pirates they, they they they're like bird pirates that they come across yeah here are some other they don't pirate birds they are birds yeah. who are pirates or or they come across uh, at, uh, at a key point uh horse sea horses yeah literally literal seahorses <laughs> yeah um and they, and they have a colorful musical number um but it's just that you and uh, at the beginning you get the, the the ponies and you get their characters you know trying to like do the setup of the party or whatever all that is and that's fine but then as soon as the villain comes in 
all like some of the ponies are immediately taken out of of mo- pretty much the, the whole movie because yes. they're frozen in position. And then the other ones, they do some stuff sporadically, but it's not enough. Yeah, this is another big problem with the film. You have six characters who are who look distinct and who already have set up distinct personalities. Yeah. That, but then the film doesn't do much with a lot of them. Now, some of them do stand out more than others, Pinkie Pie especially. Well, is that the one that's constantly like acting like a real little kid? And... Yes, the okay. pink one. The one who's a... <laughs> I would almost want to say that she's annoying, but she's kind of, she's so cute about it that I can't be really mad at her. You see the appeal. <laughs> Is she a very popular character? Very popular. I could tell. I, she she seems like the, the type of character that probably would sell the most toys. And to, all that. to a certain extent, a lot of the film's merit rests on that character. Yeah, well, she ends up getting them in she trouble. Ha- she has the best lines, perhaps? Probably, yeah. Well, she she, she's ha- the one who's actually, like, trying to... She's actually given some comedic dialogue. Yeah. And, and bits. Uh, other ponies do get some do get some time. Rainbow Dash, the blue yeah. one with the rainbow tail. She does some things. Uh, Rarity, the sort of white unicorn, she, she does certain things, too, and talks, and she gets a lot more good lines as well. But there are three other ponies back in there who, if you know, if I didn't tell you their names, you would never remember. Right. Because they don't do much. No. Which is really unfortunate. I mean, as you said, we saw Equestria Girls. Uh, on, on... Which, which was a weird movie, because that's where the, the ponies get transformed, if I remember correctly, into high school girls. Twilight goes to an alternate dimension where ponies are people. Oh, oh, right, right. But all yeah. of the people she knows exist in that world. They're just people. Oh, but still, okay. even in that, which was kind of straight to video quality, but got its own theatrical release, it built that movie around its characters. Yeah, I mean, it's not like I'm. I I would say like. Oh, Equestria Girl, such a misunderstood such a masterpiece. Work. Such like, a work of I, art. I, I should, if I ever am like, in a position like James Lipton, I'll, I'll interview like Ashley Bell and be like, and then you made your watermark achievement. My Little Pony Equestria Girls, if you haven't seen it, marvelous. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. But no, but the, that's the thing, though. And yet, And yet the plot is still chugging them along to the point where... You know, then you get the usual, and I, I, this isn't a spoiler. The, the plot, exactly, the plot kind of sweeps them from scene to scene. It sweeps them from scene to scene and beat to beat. And you know, obviously, if it's a quest story, that's I guess you that's quest. fine. You go to different areas. They're meet they're equestria girls. Ah, high five! I, I tried. You know, this makes you a brony now. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, I, I, just don't send me any fan art i, I, I passed the curse to you <laughs> <laughs> but yeah the those the characters just kind of become uh as you said cogs in the plot yeah uh, so Which, unfortunately when you have these characters have a ton of potential but then it's it's underutilized yeah, yeah, a little bit of hard to do with that, and <coughs> excuse me, and the I mean, curse there's... is already working. <coughs> uh, no, um, but uh, it, but no, th- there was probably more potential there as far as the story goes. I mean, animation wise, again, it's I don't again I 
I feel like they should have put a little bit more money into it, maybe. Or maybe they did. Like, is some of the... Like, are some of the animation scenes... Like, you've seen a lot more of the show than I have. Like, for example, when they have, like, the, the, the flying ships... Or some of the things that look more effects driven in the animation. Right. Is that higher quality than the show? All of this is a boost in quality. It is. From the show. And that's to be expected because you're making one movie. Yeah. And it's supposed to be your big movie that's supposed to make you money. Uh, so, yeah, the animation's bound to be better. You spend more time on the one thing. Now, specifically, though, there are things that are pretty weak. Thing like yeah. effects like ships, as you mentioned, those are pretty weak in this film. Yeah, you can look at them. That's and you why. See... I, that's why I was asking about that because that looked. The animation on the ponies is about what I'd expect it with like a tiny bit more uh, money thrown into it. But the effects animation was just kind of crap. Yeah, I'm not. Not I don't know. If crap's a strong word, but not not as strong as you might it's, expect. It's pretty obvious that. Well. Some of it. It, it, it. Part of the problem, first of all, is that the stuff doesn't look especially fantastical or it doesn't look especially good. Yeah. Right? You see an airship, it's basically like a ship underneath a balloon. There's not a lot of fanfare to that. Right. And then the animation quality is kind of low on that, so you're, it's not very impressive. The backgrounds don't look are a little underwhelming. Yeah. Except perhaps maybe in the in the parts with the the undersea uh ponies. But then the where it's best is actually in the character animation, I think. Right, yeah. I mean that that's where you could tell that the animators put the work into getting personalities for the characters. And in that sense that, that that's fine. Like if you uh you know, if you're a little tired of the usual you, same old CGI animated films. I mean, just for the designs of the ponies, it, it's it's you know it, it it's good to look at. Yeah. But you need to have more meat on the bones there. It, it that's where it just kind of stuck out as just not being very special story wise. That's why I I don't know if I would really return to watching this movie at least, unless if I you know if I had kids and that'd be different. They'd probably play it non-stop I, I would watch it with other people maybe but maybe uh, yeah maybe you, I, mean, I don't you, think you, i would ever go back and say hey let's watch the my little pony movie again yeah though no, it's not like that type of rewatchability. like you see it once and you kind of get the sense oh again i think part of it too as i said maybe if the songs had also been a little more memorable too i know that there is the awesome song but there are also some other a lot of the songs blended together with the exception of the villainous's song which was one of those villain songs that's just very, eh, not very. It, every villain song needs fire. Well, it did have a little fire. Yeah, but it, it but it was still, I don't know. I, it, I guess Emily Blunt saying that, huh? Well, you never know. Maybe sometimes they get other people. Sometimes, to sing these songs. sometimes voice actors can do that. Sometimes mm. they're really good singers, and you know they're great. But then other times you get someone who who can sing and yeah. who, who sounds a lot like them. Yeah, that was. It's a, like um, it's like in The Lion King. Jeremy Irons does I was not about to sing. Say that story. Be prepared. No, 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 no. I, I was about to actually talk about that. He sings half the song. Right. Like he blew out his voice actually singing the song midway through. And they got in Jim Cummings to sing the rest of the song. Mm. There's actually, a, like, the specific point I heard about this was when he sa says, You won't get a scrap without me! Or, yeah. or something like that. So after that point, it's all not Jeremy Irons. And 
as a kid, he fooled me. Yeah. Uh, I know I'm going off. Of, and that's the whole there. point. Yeah. To seamlessly integrate those two performances. Who um, knows if Emily Blunt actually did it? Yeah. I I actually happen to know that they're in My Little Pony when they have songs. Uh, what What's her name? Oh, here's, well, here's a question. How how the songs in this movie compare to the songs on the show? It's hard to tell because a, a kind, the, kind of the thing is a lot of songs from the show really stick with you if you're mm. a fan of the show. And, and they're really well written. Mostly because they're about certain characters and they're about yeah. these... Uh, and they're about these very uh, poignant moments in the plot. Mm. The problem with this is that the plot uh, doesn't have a lot of those highs and lows. The songs, and the characters aren't on display here. The songs seem superfluous. To, not, I don't know. I guess that's the word to use. That The songs were there, it felt like, to pad out the runtime for the most part. Or to make it a musical. Yeah, or to make it a musical, exactly, where it's, okay, we're going to have to stop the movie now and have a musical number. Right. And not every episode of the show has a song in it. Yeah. There if is... they think one will work, though, they they put it in and it works pretty well in, technically, inside the episode. Technically speaking, when, when I think about back to it now, there's only one song in the movie that really has to do with the story, which is that song when they're with the seahorses. Yeah, because that actually ties in with something that happens immediately after the song. Yeah, and aside from that, everything is just like, "Hey, we're all friends. Let's sing about like we're having a party and blah blah blah." And it's like, oh, it's really oh. unfortunate too because the same person who wrote the songs for the TV show did the songs for this. Oh, really? So you recognize the name? Yeah, and stuff. Okay, Daniel Ingram. Right. Um, I mean, again, and I'm sure that maybe it. it it, Quality-wise, as far as the animation, it looked like I would have to think the same people from the show worked on the movie. Well, not really. I mean, oh, television really? animation and movie animation are... Uh, actually, well, I, I, I can actually, I just looked up the director of the film, Jason Theason. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that Oh, I think right. he worked on the show. He worked on Equestria Girls, and also there was another equestria girls rainbow rocks movie there, there have been a few sequels to Equestria. Girls i'm not videos. watching any of those fucking things <laughs> that's what you're saying now uh, so you're gonna do the clockwork uh, arms actually equestria girls the, the sequel to equestria girls has one good song in it which, okay. I, which I can remember now All but right. uh it, it's kind of hit or miss with with a few things i think part of the problem too in the movie is that if you're gonna introduce these new characters Maybe they need to be a little bit more memorable too. I mean, the cat is is kind of fun. I think, but the, I don't know about the birds really. If they really stuck out that much, they, like they the bird pirates, they stuck out because they were pirates who were birds. Yeah, just by virtue of who they were, they they stick out because there's no other character in the film like them. Mm -hmm. And then the only other people you have to add to that are the seahorses. You only get to know two of them. Yeah, and as long as you keep those two straight, then it's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's the one that acts like a a bratty teenager, and then there's like Her the mother. mom. Yeah, the mom seahorse who runs the whole seahorse horse kingdom. So it, when you add all these new characters, they are distinct from each other. You can tell who they are. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, there's not too much more to them. 
I would say that uh, the princess at the end, uh, the seahorse princess, she she her character sticks out more because she has more funny moments. Oh, uh, yeah, no, no, she 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 was she had charm. What was who who, who did that voice? Uh, I don't know. It's somebody I know. <laughs> well, what was her name? Princess Seahorse. <laughs> My name is no. Uh, let's see. Oh yeah, there are singing voices. Like Rarity has her own singing voice, yeah. and uh, Twilight um, Sparkle has her own singing voice. Michael Pena did a voice in this. Yeah, he was the little shrimpy guy who worked with Tempest. Oh wow! Ah, oh, good for him. I didn't even recognize him. I, he I had like a few Pena. good moments, but mostly he was kind of just like uh, comic relief. They threw in Zoe Saldana. She did the voice. She was of, the, uh, the pirate captain. Cap, cap, captain. Yeah, and uh, Tay Diggs. We've already talked about Kristen Chenoweth did a voice. Oh, she was Princess she was Sky the, Star. So yeah, that's her. That's the 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 oh, seahorse okay. princess. Kristen yeah. Chenoweth. They probably cast her. I think she does a lot of Broadway and things like that. That's awesome. Um, so I don't know. I'm just. Uh, it's an entirely adequate movie. Yeah, that that's a way to say it. It's adequate. Um, again, if you have, if you're already a fan, you've probably already seen the movie. <laughs> again, if we're you, talking if about you're this a, a fan, week later. if you haven't seen the movie, you might be disappointed. <clears throat> hmm. Okay. Uh, again, I didn't go in with particularly high expectations for this. No, to be you honest. certainly didn't. I was. I, so, mean, I, so... I, I won't. I won't say I was dreading it either. I mean, I. I put on a little bit of an act because I'm just, you know, a, a grumpy asshole sometimes. But you were you were keen for the experience. I was keen for the experience. I was interested in seeing an animated film in a theater that uh, again that has a that is getting a legitimate wide release. Because I, I think that that Equestria Girls movie, to my recollection, I think that was more of like one of those films that does get shown in a theater, but it's like once on a Sunday. Or maybe once. I don't think it got shown like the way that you see a movie played four times a day. They had to qualify for an Oscar nomination somehow. (laughs) That would have been amazing if the Equestria Girls movie got an Oscar nomination. Wow. Hell, it almost happened to Deadpool. Oh, yeah. Uh, Well, Suicide (laughs) Squad, winner of an Oscar. Um, There we go. But, um, no, I... um, where was I going with that? Oh, I-, I was interested in seeing an animated film that wasn't uh, Pixar or Disney or... Uh, I don't even see Illumination movies anymore. Um, and, uh, you know, I, 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 I'm as my, although I'm not at the level that you're you're at, I enjoy seeing oh, Trust me, you have animation. to work a few years to get up this, to this level here. Ah. This is years of experience. <laughs> you don't see this, guys, but Andrew's like doing like this hand motion all across his whole body like he is an animated character uh no i mean i i was i mean i was really in animation a lot more when i was a little bit younger but i still have the interest in seeing what you know animators who are trying to do something a little different do again that's why i saw the powerpuff girls movie um even though i i actually it's funny with that because i got into powerpuff girls a little bit more years later because matt used to watch that show and uh Powerpuff Girls is a good show. Yeah, and actually, but the, I I brought that up because that was a case where the movie, I think, really did step up the quality a little bit more mm. than like this did versus the show, as far as the quality of the animation and 
the type of story it was telling. I again, I haven't seen it since I saw it in the theater, but I I kind of remember enjoying it. I haven't seen it, but since uh, I saw it. so what I would say is again, if you are if you're really curious and uh, need to take your screaming child to something so they can shut up for like an hour and a half. This has bright colors and songs and happy things and, uh, you know, the the final uh, reveal of a character's name is uh, a good way to end the film. Actually, yeah, yeah, that was Let, probably. Let's that talk was about probably that. One. Let's talk about that in spoilers. Are there spoilers for there this movie? There are a few spoilerish things I want to talk about. Okay, because I was like, what do you spoil about the My Little Pony movie? They're not ponies at all. Really? They've been agents for the CIA this whole time? That explains a lot. I knew it! Alright. <laughs> but My Little Pony... It is it is what it is. If you've seen the trailer, if you've seen the commercials, you pretty much know what you're going to get. You're not going to get thrown a curveball here. It's you're, like... You're, you're, you're going to yeah. get, like, you know, lots of... Uh, you know, it, there are t- there, I will. Oh, I wanted to talk about one other thing. There's, I, I, I made this joke, and I don't know if other people are going to do this too. There's a moment where the, the where the the ponies go into the seahorse kingdom. Yes, and it it gave me a flashback to the Phantom Menace. Me too. <laughs> it did for you too. Where they uh, Jar Jar takes Obi Wan and uh, Qui Gon to the to the, the secret underwater city. Yes. No. 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 Java. Ja, uh, no, no, Jaja. We know other holy Hey, I'm not way more racist than that movie. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, I mean it. It's fine. It's not though. It's not like a crime against humanity. It's not something. <laughs> I will like. I would say this. This is a better movie for your kids than the Transformers movies. Not counting yes. the not counting the eighties one because that's we're its gonna, own if we're gonna have to choose thing. between two Hasbro properties. This is this go is, see My Little Pony. This instead. is presented by All Sparks Productions. We we saw that before the movie hey, started. Hey, you know what? Gem and the Holograms was a Hasbro production. See that movie? Like, I almost wish we could see do that movie again for like our Case Files series or something. That movie was just a train wreck. Oh boy. That movie was a mess. Like this movie isn't a mess. This is at least they were. You could tell they were trying. Yeah. Now were they totally successful? No. Well, you don't think they were trying? Ah. Uh, well, they weren't trying as much in the writing. I think they were still trying up to a point in the animation. I think. Well, okay, maybe in yeah, that. Maybe in we'll that can get more into that in this. The thing is, I've seen better work in yeah. a TV show. Oh. And perhaps the script they turned out didn't end up being good, didn't end up being great for film. Mm. No, that doesn't make any sense. No, 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 no. Uh, well, no, uh, it, it, was, a t- is, it was a like, typical script. It had that exact beat that you have seen countless times, like two-thirds yeah, of but, the way into the film, where the characters have their, you know, break from each other and... You know, it's oh my god, everything's going bad. What's gonna happen now? You know, know exactly what's gonna happen. happen. So I can't say that there was much effort put into this. It it hits all those same beats. It wasn't. It it didn't offend me. Let me put it that way. It didn't offend me either. (laughs) And you know, seeing it with you, I had a good time. But 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 would you say though that going back to an earlier point, would you say though you're disappointed? Well. I had hoped for more. Mm. 
Although, deep down in my heart, I knew that this wasn't going to be some grand installment into the My Little Pony uh, world. Here's why I would It say, seems more like an obligatory movie for a very popular show. Yeah. And uh, in that respect, it is what I expected. I just feel that they could have done more. Yeah, yeah. It... I think that if you wait to watch this on DVD, it's more than fine. Yeah. Like, it, that is more than fine. Oh, we should also mention, too, there was a a short before the film. Yeah. Which I I keep forgetting that name. Hanazuki. Hanazuki? It's basically another toy line. Yeah, it was another toy line, but it was that was kind of clever and, you know, colorful. It, and... was, it was a colorful uh, animated film. With, you know, a nice, compact little plot, cute characters, very strange touches, bizarre visual choices, which kind of make you go, what? And then kind of make you go, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, Hanazuki, full of treasures. Uh, For a split second, I thought it reminded me a little bit of one of your favorite shows, Steve Universe. Hmm. Um, But... uh... Very spacey, very gemmy. Yeah, I like those type of I like those type of environments. Uh, um, but uh, yeah, that's that's My Little Pony. So if you are interested in sending us any comments or yelling at us in your brony ease or bronish or whatever your language is, okay, uh, that's something you made up that doesn't exist. What Th- that does exist doesn't exist. Oh well, if you you could send us an email at wagesofcinemagmail.com. We could also. Uh, send us a message on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, we love getting your responses. Uh, so now at this point, if you don't want to get, uh, uh, do I say broiled? No. All right, that didn't work. Sorry, I, they can't all be Take winners. two! I love nestling up to you, Wind Whistler. You're so soft. So soft, my little pony. My little pony is so soft to touch. I love the way you feel my so soft pony. So soft, my little pony. Shady and other so soft ponies sold separately from Hasbro. Take two. If you don't want to be spoiled, uh, pause here and uh, join us later on, or you can listen on if you uh, don't don't give a damn. Maybe you should pony up. Uh, all right, that's that's not bad. All right, so pause right here. Or I should say, hooves right here. <laughs> okay, okay, that works. <laughs> all right, so all right. Let's, let's spoiler. So so what would you spoil about this There's movie? There's a thing in this which... Faulty plots have these things that I call hinge points, mm. where if you where you reach a certain... Uh, a, a poorly written plot usually has a moment where the writers kind of write themselves into a corner. Right. And then they make something happen illogically that gets the plot back on track again. My Little Pony has one of these hinge points in it. That kind of bugs me. It's like Twilight and her friends, they escape from Tempest, who's tracked them down to the town. And the cat guy says, oh, they didn't go that way. They went this way. So... The ponies are on a ship heading towards the right direction. Tempest is heading somewhere else. They're never going to meet again, logically. 
Yeah. Because they're going in completely different directions. <clears throat> now, there's that whole episode on the pirate ship where they're discovered stowing away, and they have this conversation with the pirates, and they're like, oh, why do you have to do all this, these lame rules and stuff? It's like, well, because the rule book says so. And it's like, well, why don't you go be pirates again? And they're like, all right, let's do that. But then Rainbow Dash does, like, her Sonic Rain Boom trick. Yeah. And then it <clears> reveals <throat> to Tempest where the ponies are. Yeah. And so she changes course and changes... That, and was, a, that, was, a, that was a plot contrivance. That it, was a very convenient beat. Um, was that the same... Po- that wasn't the same pony, though, that... That was the one that's colored blue. Right. That's not to be confused with the other pony that we were talking about, who is much more, like, uppity and... Pinkie Pie. Uh, Pinkie Pie. Right. Like, yeah, so why did she do that? It seemed a little... Because the musical number they were singing demanded it. And you're right, it's a contrivance. Well, there are two two contrivances, you could say. There's the contrivance that 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 pony would do that even in 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 the vibe of that musical number, but also the fact that, uh, that they would be seen if the, if they were going, if the other ship was going the other direction. Well, I don't think that's the big deal. I mean, the thing happens, it's a big thing. Someone's bound to see it. They haven't gone very far. I'm not worried about the logistics of distance in a fantasy film about ponies. But they're supposed to, but they, you would think they'd be going the other way for a while. Who knows? Maybe they could have found. I don't know. Maybe they. But that's maybe, not a big. That's not a big problem for me. The big problem is there's no reason for the character to do this. But when they do it, it causes the plot to get right back on track again. Hmm. Oh, oh, oh! Because you mean... unless Tempest notices the ship as it's going floating for... away, yeah, then. There's no way those characters are going to logical logically meet again, except through another plot. I, I kind of I, I feel like I might have zoned out at some point in this mo- at that point in the movie. We were also complaining about the fact that it's like these pirates. They used to be pirates, and now they deliver oh, yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, why did they stop being pirates? Yeah. But, well, the, well, they said like, that they were afraid they, of the Storm King, but that's not. Why would they be threatened by the Storm King? Yeah, They're just the, pirates. But I mean, it's like. You're pirates. You didn't join this life to be like to play it safe, <laughs> and so. But then it's like we decided to stop being pirates and we decided to deliver stuff. And it's like, okay, well, why don't you just be pirates again? And they're like, huh, I never thought of that. <laughs> and it never goes into their decision. Why did they decide not to be pirates anymore? Why did they decide to do this job instead? And it's only and it's only like through this suggestion of Twilight Sparkle and her friends. That they decide, you know what? We're all wrong about this. Being delivery people sucks, you which see, we already knew. You see what that that would actually would have been a good point to maybe have the musical number where maybe through the musical number it persuades them to become pirates again. Yes, I you that that would have been a great musical number. Yeah, where it's like stop being or or it would have been also you know my idea actually was okay. The ponies try to escape. And so they force the pirates to have a sword fight, and the mm. pirates are like, "Wait, this is awesome! This is great! Why do yeah. we, we do this again?" Yeah, like you can't. And so just... they rediscover the joy of being pirates. It's it's that type of writing that again it appeals to real little kids who don't have any critical thinking skills yet because they're kids, and kids are sometimes stupid. <laughs> I think you're I think you're underplaying <laughs> kids a little bit. I, but... I was a little kid. I like some stupid stuff. Oh, me I... too. But. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, but what I'm saying though is that they could have had something there when what with what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, you could have made it into a distinct episode, like not like an episode of a TV show, but like a, a discrete episode within the film. You could have had it's character like... motivation and change. Yes, even though these are characters who are pretty minor and incidental in the story this is just one episode in the, our character's quest you could have had a going. story beat there you could have had a story beat you could have had something that maybe tied thematically into the film a little bit more right maybe that's maybe that's another problem and i know that it sounds weird to talk about themes with like the my little pony movie but but you know but it's, no it's, it's like but you have to ask yourself like with the exception of um emily blunt's character you can't really take that much seriously in the movie because it doesn't really stick to any consistent theme aside from being friends are fun is fun and magic and blah, blah, blah. And again, I know it's, it's, they know their audience, but they could make it a little more clever. That's why, you know, again, Pixar is where they're at. In well, the I mean, industry. That, I mean, I'm not expecting Pixar about. quality writing, but, no, you, but you get what, what we are expecting is some effort. It, like again, in that, in that pirate, that's, they, they put I feel like they put a little bit more effort into the like the seahorses episode certainly like there they tried at least to show well yeah the, these seahorses they are living under here because they decide to frankly become isolationists <laughs> no like <laughs> yeah, in political literally. science speak they decide to be like one of those countries that breaks off of the UN and decides to cut out on its own. And you know they seem pretty happy with themselves, but they, at the same they're time they're living. They don't want they don't want to stick out their necks. No, they don't want to stick out their necks. And then, um, you know, and then again, that that's that's where you have their the, while they have their musical number. That's where Twilight Sparkle tries to steal the the magical pearl orb that could help them out, and they get caught and get kicked out. That's an episode where at least you can see where the characterizations are working in the story. The stuff with the pirates just feels like something that, all right, we camp with these bird pirates. What are we going to do with them? Well, they weren't pirates and they were, li they're, <laughs> they're literally the pirates who don't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> there uh, we that, go. That's, that's a Jonah, the veggie tales, uh, reference. I watched that. I watched that movie. Anything. Pat Rosen showed me that movie. It's all coming back to you. It did. I will say the animation in this is better than VeggieTales. But you know, the thing is, that VeggieTales movie, it had a pretty consistent plot. It did. It did. It was trying to do something a little clever. And... That's a weird thing about... Well, we're not going to talk a ton about no, VeggieTales. No, 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 no. Uh, but that it's that weird... It's that thing called the hinge... That I'm calling the hinge point. Trademark. Wages of Cinema. But it's like that hinge where it's like if without that moment you can't progress to the rest of the film. I just call it's it like a they contrivance. It, that too. <laughs> um, but or, you can't trademark contrivance. All right, yeah, that 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 that's. I that's, I don't know how things work. Um, they also. Uh, um, I wonder what here. Here's a question that just suddenly occurred to me. So when they leave, uh, you know, the Equestria. Like the 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 ponies that remain there become slaves. What are they slaves for? Like, what are they doing? Slave stuff. <laughs> I guess maybe I'm thinking a little too deep about this, but like, what what are the 
what does the Storm King and uh, and Emily Blunt like? What do they want them to do? Yeah, I mean, they don't do much. I mean, they could have just put. There them are into some like humorous a... moments where it's like one enslaved pony is giving a minion a back massage in the background. That was odd. They're right. What? I must have missed that part. God. But well, that's why you got to see the movie again. No. <laughs> Yeah, the other... <laughs> coming soon, the cinema immersion tank for My Little Pony. Yeah. Um, the other thing, there's only one more. Th- I want to talk about the very end of the film. Okay. And it's like, Storm, Storm, Tempest. Thank you. Uh, Shakespeare. Temp- yeah. Tempest is like, by the way, Tempest isn't my real name. I was like, what's your real name? And she like whispered, like, I'm looking at it right now. I'm reading it. Okay. Her actual name. This is like a weird thing because it's like, who would name their child Tempest Shadow? It's like, well, I mean, I can believe that. Although it's interesting then that if she's again, she has that whole song where she sings about, you know, I was originally like part of you guys, and then my unicorn had a thing, and now my horn broke off. I was basically, as I said, she's basically, she is Rudolph if she didn't have Santa. Right. <laughs> but then she's like, oh, but, and they're all friends. And it's like, Tempest, why don't you hang out with us? It's like, okay, but you, know, my real name isn't Tempest. And it's like, well, what is your real name? And she's like, my real name is Fizzlepop Berry Twist. And that makes uh, the one pony just go completely Piggy insane. Pie. Piggy yeah. Pie go completely insane. End of movie. And that was a charming beat. It was. I don't know. Like, maybe the movie need more humor like that. It. it Instead of relying on a, a bunch of crappy puns, <laughs> yeah, there were some. There, there, there weren't. There weren't as many puns. There weren't as many bad puns as I expected. Like that is, uh, it's kind of similar to when I saw that movie uh, Nine Lives. Did I tell you about that? Yeah, the Kevin Spacey talking cat movie, where I kind of dreaded. Uh, or no, actually, no, I didn't dread. I was actually looking forward to a lot of terrible cat puns, and the movie didn't give me enough of them. Uh, this movie, I was kind of dreading a lot of bad puns, and I didn't get as many as I expected. I got a few. I got yeah. a couple where I did, like, a, oh, God. Just a, uh, <laughs> this is getting out of hoof. <laughs> that, that is a line in this movie, isn't it? Yes. Excellent. Oh, God. I mean, but, I, but at the end, there is that one B. I think that is one of the things that has to... I get to go back to what we were saying earlier. If there is any appeal for adults or, or men who are in their twenties and thirties and forties, <laughs> no, there are again adult fans like that. They enjoy like there are people who just enjoy pun writing. I it mean, was a yeah, but like that last moment in the movie was very true to My Little Pony as yeah. a as 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 a property. It's mm-hmm. like that's something that was very. It was very organic to the show. Yeah. It's like, of course you would have a pony named Fizzlepop Berry Twist. Yes. And then, like, and because she's a tough general and stuff, she's like, well, I'm not going to call myself that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to come up with a cool name. Well, well, that's like, you know, he's not, you know, Maurice Micklewhite isn't going to get many roles, so he's got to be Michael Caine. There, see? You know. <laughs> she was only 15 years old. You're only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. Yeah, exactly. I will not be another Batman. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, you can't really spoil much more about this movie. Again, it, it's 
the third act that you think is going to happen is what happens. I will say it that, happens the way you expect it to. I will say that they did story wise. There was, I guess, there was one plant and payoff. I don't know if it was intentional or not, but it involved the whole aspect that Twilight Sparkle, her whole dream ideal that she lays out, which is the other part that I think in the movie is very My Little Pony. Like, she has this whole super over-elaborate thing on a board that she lays out for the other ponies about what she wants for her party. It involves them literally controlling the sun and the moon. And then that is what, that ends up paying off in the last act with uh with the with the shadow king's plan yeah and that uh, that was kind of cool and the way that i mean the shadow king he has a storm king storm Storm king King. i'm getting now i'm getting the get it straight jack i will um anyway uh yeah i think we've talked about it all we we can (laughs) i think that i think i'm a little bit ponied out i you know this pony express is is not is is leaving the station yeah um, you know, if I was, uh, pony, I'd pony in the morning. Yeah. I got, yeah. We're out of things to say. <laughs> but as I said, but again, if, if you, if you have seen the movie or decide to go see it based on what we said, tell us what you thought. Give us your pony thoughts and, you know, give, give us all the little poniness you can. Oh, one last thing. Do you think that, um, maybe someday we should watch the hunt, the eighties movie? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that, that seems like it's right up our alley <clears throat> in terms of a movie night. Yeah, I mean, as a movie night, like I wouldn't watch that like by yourself. My... No, no, I, I need your to... wife. I don't think that would be her speed. Okay. No, she she's more into like bad lifetime movies and stuff like that. Um, so with that, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, oh, and here's a note. Uh, tonight you've been listening to our 99th episode of The Wages of Cinema. My God, he's right. I, I ha- it's like my hair has gone all like every gray hair on my head. I call a, a podcast now. I'm I'm kidding. <laughs> Actually, that I, I reserve every gray hair on my head for the government. Um, no, I am very happy to say that we are reaching our hundredth episode. I think that's really cool. I think it's awesome. Yeah, so we are going to try to do something special for you guys. Uh, I think it, it'll probably be a it, it will probably be an, another of our usual multi-part episodes because um, we have another, uh, you know, what the devil is that to do this month. Um, but uh, but we will try to think of something special for, for all of you fans who have been listening to us and even casual listeners or whatever. And, uh, oh, by the way, a couple other things. Uh, on top of iTunes, where you can write us a review, you can also leave us a review on Facebook itself. Uh, I should have mentioned that before, but it just came to my attention recently that Facebook allows you to write uh, reviews. You can give, you know, a star review and write, because uh, technically we're a business on there. So give us the uh, reviews. Give us all of the reviews. And uh, so thank you for listening with that. I'm Jack. I'm Andrew. And the wages of cinema is magic. It's all in good fun. And. Okay, yeah, I, I heard that those interviews with cloppers, which, which are grown ass men who masturbate to my little pony. Like, wait, what? How, what? How, what? <laughs> you haven't heard about this? That's. 
Because <laughs> if you make me tell the story again, our comment section on this podcast is going to blow up and I'm going to get more hate mail. I don't and give I'm, a fuck. I got a cloppers. I yes. have never heard this before. Right, right when you think it couldn't get any more insane, you got, you got grown men masturbating to cartoon ponies. Yeah, yeah, they're all about the pony ass. That's what they talk about. And uh, and the thing is, like, I kind of heard about it a little bit, but just kind of blew it off. But then Howard Stern had like his guy Wolfie go out to BronyCon. And interview a bunch of these guys, and if it was like one whoa. or two guys, wait, wait, whoa, wait a minute, wait, what, BronyCon? Yes. How deep does this shit get, man? 